On today's episode of the Katie Halper Show, we're thrilled to talk to Dar Williams, singer, songwriter, Renaissance woman, activist, who will be performing on December 26th at the Bell House in Brooklyn. Don't miss that live performance at the Bell House. We talked to Dar about everything from therapy to suicide to summer camp to Pete Seeger to performing and getting Bruce Springsteen's Empty Bottles. And next week, we're going to have Sarah Jones, OB award-winning actor, one-woman show, performer, and writer. That'll be December 30th. Please subscribe to The Katie Halper Show on iTunes. Give us a rating. Write a little review. Give us five stars. Catch up on old episodes when you subscribe. Like our interviews with Margaret Cho, ta Coates, Nate Silver, Fernando Sosa, who invented the Donald Trump butt plug. And thanks so much, Alex Zubrovich, the wonderful intern who really helped put together today's show. Welcome to the Katie Halper Show. It is December 23rd, a Wednesday, and you know that because if it's a Wednesday at 6 p.m. or a little after 6 p.m. because we're on nonprofit time, it is the Katie Halper Show on WBAI, WBAI.org, 99.5 FM, and we are so excited to have with us live in studio, not even calling in, but live, the amazing folk singer, activist, writer, humanitarian, feminist, eco not eco-terrorist, eco-activist, <laughs> Dar Williams. Hello. Hello. <laughs> thank you so much, Dar, for coming. Sure, thank you. And, and she's also performed with Lucy Kaplansky and Richard Chandel, with whom she made up the folk trio Cry, Cry, Cry. Correct. Which I loved. It's a great, great trio, great <clears throat> album. And, of course, I have to bring up that she attended that most liberal of universities, Wesleyan University in Middletown, Connecticut. As did you. As did I, exactly. And you've taught courses in music and... I, I taught a course, and I'm going to go back in the spring. It was called so Music Movements in a Capitalist Democracy. That's great. We are so excited. And Dar Williams is currently touring with the ninth of her studio albums, Emerald, which has great songs and, you know, the themes include everything from economic devastation to Occupy Wall Street to FM radio. Mm-hmm. Who says he's a bisexual? Jackson Brown is an intellectual. Stevie Wonder bought a house for his mother DJ telling us we're sister and brother We are the cosmos, we are the glam kids Putting stardust on our eyelids Night birds calling for a group meditation Sending fatty hairs to positive vibration FM radio everywhere I go FM radio gone over night FM radio everywhere Hi, Reggie. Hello. How's it going? Um, I'm alive. Okay, that's good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, basically, yeah. Are hey. you a little stressed or something? I feel. Uh, like I mean, like, well, I mean, nothing out of the ordinary. I mean, it's a Wednesday. So it is a Wednesday. It's a weekday. Though, uh, since you brought up stress, I am a little bit concerned about the environment. I mean, it's, you know, since November, we have been above normal temperature by 15 degrees right and there has been maybe out of the so far uh 50 days between you know since november 1st we only had maybe five days of normal temperature what is considered normal temperature during this time of year everything has been above 
Right, and today it's not even enjoyable because it's raining. Yeah, yeah, so right. Yeah. It would be nice if we were going to have global warming. It would be nice to enjoy. Well, it, but tomorrow's supposed to be in the seventies. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Christmas I mean. 70s. They say that now. They do say that it's um, El Nino related. Mm. So I've chosen to believe that. <laughs> I mean, believe me, I'm I'm yeah. deep in this whole thing. Yeah. But yes. I learned about global warming in 1988. Whoa, how? Yeah, and I was like, people, there's this thing going on. Because I was in a course called The Human Prospect. Where was that? At Wesleyan University. A course or chorus? Yeah, Science and Society Project. Oh for people God. who are afraid of science, I, so they call oh, it society. Yeah, I took a, I did my three, you know, so at Wesleyan, lots of universities, if you want to be, because I did want to be Phi Beta Kappa, which I don't know why. It hasn't mm. opened any doors to me, but mm. I did get a key, apparently. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I, to, I didn't. to apply to that. You're beyond keys. <laughs> You're gone to door pass, hall pass. But uh, I took three classes in ma- in the math sciences, and mm-hmm. obviously three classes in social sciences and humanities was not going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. But um, the three classes I took were <laughs> a reproduction, a really cool reproduction, and oh, uh, with good. Lori something with two Lori women. They were really cool. One was a philosophy professor, and one was a bio professor, and then a math and modernism class with oh a chemistry God. professor mm-hmm. named Beveridge. And then his last name was oh Beveridge. Yeah. Yep. You remember yep. that? And then I took one that was on neuroscience, but I would, it was terrible because it was all about like bugs. There was nothing interesting about mm. human behavior. And my dad, who's a psychiatrist, was really upset because he wanted mm-hmm. me to, he didn't ever pressure me to be a psychiatrist, but he wanted me to be interested in this stuff. To know the jingo. Yeah, yeah. Exa- yeah, yeah. Or so just you enjoy it. correlate the uh, behavior of insects with the behavior so of much. humans? Not really. Really? I mean, we did have Bush was president then, so I should yeah. have been able to at least analyze. I mean, the you but. know, did bees <laughs> and ants have like you know social networks? You it's know, true. social. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they are very uh, socialized beings as well. You know, so. And there's know. the queen bee, and they have an aristocracy and everything. Right. No, no, they don't actually. Oh, they I just don't. heard. I oh heard that the, the TED Radio Hour. Sorry. Oh no, nothing. Oh, Ted you, you can't, okay. Nothing yeah. gets by this yeah. one, by the way. Oh, don't try you're to. S- you're sweet. No, I, you know when yeah. you're stuck in traffic, you're stuck in, stuck in traffic, yeah. and they got some great radio. I vaguely remember about the whole El Nino thing and when the last time it happened, but you know, and there has been a string of warm days, but never in this huge stretch of time i mean it's it's been like over it's been a two-month stretch and when you can count the normal days of temperature what's supposed to be considered normal on one hand that is kind of concerning yes very much so and speaking of concerning i just want to bring up a little news item that is relevant to to dar and what and what you do which is that pete seeger it was recently revealed that Pete Seeger, who was, of course, a musical and political icon who helped create the modern American folk music movement, the government has just released nearly 1,800, that's 1,800 pages, that revealed the FBI spied on him for nearly 30 years. Oh, man, that's not a shock. It's not a shock. I Actually, I was talking to my uncle, Ricky, who I'm going to have on next week, and he was like, well, the fact that that's even news just shows what a good job the FBI is doing as presenting itself as doing anything but what it's not doing. And, you know, in his very Bronxian <laughs> Marxist <laughs> accent, which you can also find among people like uh, Bernie Sanders. Making mm-hmm. a positive and out of a negative. Yeah. From a negative. And he and um, what's interesting is that the surveillance started when Seeger protested the targeting of Japanese Americans during World War Two. And the reason that's so interesting is because, as we've talked about on the show before, the internment of Japanese Americans is something that we usually cite as a cautionary tale, like never again, right? Right. But with the Syrian immigration refugee situation, we actually have people like Donald Trump 
not surprisingly, <laughs> citing it as a good idea, and this is why we should be ba- banning Muslims, but also a mayor, a Democratic mayor in Virginia also did the same thing. And it's like, wait, even if you believe that's a good thing because mm-hmm. you're racist or you're whatever, like, it's gone down in the history books as a bad thing. Historical, actually, what, 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 what Pete was um, protesting... Um, I, I did not read the whole article, I have to com- confess, but he was actually, pro- they were t- going to try to deport a lot of Japanese people yeah, after yeah, the war, right. and he said, so, but you're not going to deport um, Germans? Right. You know, he was basically just calling them out on, on, the cons- on skill, skin color, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know, racism right out, and, and it was, but again, you know, that idea of, of massive deportation, um, oh, so it's even more similar than I thought exactly. It was, yeah. No, no, no. But but I but he you know he was he was in the groove on on the whole on the whole thing and basically he was calling something out at the time and it was seen as, as suspicious behavior and and now we can learn from it so <laughs> we can learn from these things and point to them. There are things I kind of believe that we can point to in history right. that we we actually won't go back to again, like slavery. You right. know, like that we go like, okay, you know what? There's a collective decision. There's a, I mean, we're, it's still being abolished. Right. In terms of, you know, underground behavior, right. but and it's not. Right, and sweatshop labor. Right. And, and right. well, there's all sorts of things that we could call slavery. But, right. but you know, there, there are, there's an ethos. There are certain ethoses that have ethi. <laughs> right. Ethi? <laughs> that have permeated like what we, what we say we won't do. Right. And, um, and, and, and we got there and we sort of, and we cite our m- martyrs who, who had to prove it to us and we didn't know any better, but now we know better. But you're right. This is a great example. The Japanese internment, so many people have shown us that that was such a dark right. hour. Right. And, um, and you, and it's amazing that we don't sort of bring it up immediately. As the, and, right, to argue against something. Yes. That's what shocked, I mean, because yeah. some people do, but what shocked me is that two people, Trump and this mayor in Virginia, actually yeah. used that to justify yeah. a yeah. policy. And it reminds me of once I was having an argument with someone mm. about, um, basically a guy told me not to use the word Jewish and socialist in the same sentence. I was like, that's going to be hard if we want to talk about history at all, mm-hmm. but okay. Mm-hmm. And then I asked him, this was a really, this guy was like a, a Boston frat boy. I don't know why I thought he'd, even understand i was like what's wrong with pre-stalin socialism and he goes well obviously someone thought there's something wrong with it someone named joe mccarthy and i was like okay time out pause Uh, yeah first of all not pre-stalin but second of all mccarthy's gone down in the history books as a bad guy right yeah yeah he's like he went overboard thanks okay Oh, so he just went a little too far. Yeah, exactly. So a, he doubled down abyssal, on it. Abyssal too he far. Doubled yeah. down. Exactly. He doubled down. Oh, on man. it. Oh man. Or he tripled down. He should have just doubled down. Or you mean the guy or the McCarthy? The guy. The guy. No, not McCarthy. Oh, yeah. The, the guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. You're just to boy, justify yeah. his. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I w- yeah. It's like they're at a bar. He thinks Katie's really cute, and oh, and he yeah. thinks that you know if he can if he can be right, maybe she'll go home with him because you know that yeah. works. Actually, you want to know the truth? Oh. I'm going to lose a lot of listenership. You I, did. No, 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 no. No, I'm like Larry David when he won't kiss that woman. Yeah, um, yeah, when, when he sees, he sees the Bush his picture, photo. yeah. But I met him, I did this program kind of undercover called mm. Birthright, and I did it to do like a one-woman show, and of course, there's a, I, sh- I shouldn't make this joke, but I, let's just say I was tempted by a free trip, but it's fine. Oh, okay. My family lives in Israel, she dated, you know, my mom's cousin dated a Palestinian guy until the wall came up, and that's a real, right. like, logistical I still don't judge you. Okay, well, yeah, I do, because it's a very, yeah. it's a very propagandistic uh, project but I did it and the irony is that literally this conversation that I had with this guy took place over a dinner at a kibbutz <laughs> really yeah wow he's like past the olives that were you know <laughs> yeah yeah fetched on this socialist <laughs> living experiment that somebody hauled in on their yeah, wagon exactly yeah <laughs> um, but I wanted to actually the reason I bring up 
Pete Seeger's because he's been a huge influence on you, correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I saw you, the, one of the first times I saw you was at Conan O'Brien when you and oh. Pete Seeger sang Turn, 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 Turn. Were you with Thomason? Thomason, yes. So, nice. hi, Thomason, Franken, nice. if you're hi, listening. Uh, happens to be Al Franken's daughter because right. Al Franken and Dar Williams are big uh, mutual fans and nice. Thomas and I went to high school together so we would nerd out about things ranging from Ani DeFranco to Dar Williams to George Clooney and who I also met with Thomason and he signed Thomason's thing best wishes and he signed my photo love so we know what that was about <laughs> right we all know what he was trying to say wow. but we saw you there and then we saw Cry 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 I think in New Jersey we mm-hmm. went to Princeton maybe Monmouth. oh oh well Princeton could yeah but then I saw you at Pete Seeger's birthday, at his birthday concert at oh, Madison yeah. Square Garden. And we actually have a clip from this. This is our first clip, our first thing. And what's, in, what's so cool is that um, my aunt and uncle at this point weren't, because my same uncle I was talking about, he had a heart thing. But he and my aunt and lots of our family friends were in the New York City Labor Chorus. Oh, And yeah. so they were singing with you. So I just wanted to play this one clip of you guys singing a classic union song. It's coming up. Okay, it's coming up. But also, very cute thing. My my okay. My cousin's son, who was there, who was, I guess, seven at the time, was like, is he related to us? He thought Pete Seeger was like a relative. Right, right. Because, you know. You said yes. Yeah. yeah. In spirit, yeah. All right, here we go. So this is Dar Solo. You women who want to be free. Just take a tip from me Join your hand with a union man Into the 21st century As Angela Davis found We're all together bound Let race and class and gender join To stand on common ground Oh, you can't scare me I'm sticking with the union I'm sticking with the union I'm sticking with the union Oh, you can't scare me so that was, was, did you write the cover to those lyrics? I did, lyrics? I did. You know, there, the la, it's like, it's ba- there was like kind of a, like a stand by your union man kind of last verse. And you know right. what? I, 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 I can't believe you just pulled that up because I was like, I'm just going to do this. You know, I, I think that was with Billy Bragg, right? So yeah, and he was Bragg like, yeah, and, I'll do that. Yeah. And, and, but I was, you know, I, it was like one of those, well, I'm friends with Pete Seeger. I don't want to do the weird thing. And people keep on changing that verse over and over again. So I was like, well, I'll do the 21st century thing. And I wrote it. So and, great. you know, I'm sitting there getting my blowout at Aveda, you know, memorizing it. And, 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 and then nobody said a word. Like after I did it, nobody was like, oh, okay. I see that you're taking on that tradition, you know, the oral tradition. Right. Of, of, I, and I thought... What a massive fail, Williams! Like I just thought, oh crap! And um, so I can't believe you just oh, pulled no, it up. Oh yeah, because it was like because actually there was like a kind of a I don't know, oh, there was some ad- adaptation that was kind of like more I know second it's, wave it's, or um, something. You women who want this is the yeah. Kinderland one. You women uh, who want to be free, just take a little tip from me. Break mm-hmm. out of that mold. You've all been sold. We've got a fighting history. The fight for women's rights with workers must unite. Like Mother oh, Jones, no. just rattle those bones to the front of every fight? Or no, no, no okay. it was something even more sort of, I Old don't know, school. sort of earth shoe, calico 70s or something. I don't remember, but I was like, okay, well, that was the time, so I'm going to do it right. again. And I just like walked, I mean, the whole day was such a mind game because Pete couldn't really hear and he was in a kind of a poopy mood backstage because mm. it's Madison Square Garden, so it's all cement. Right. And we're all off in our... Um, Dressing rooms and the dressing rooms actually have these weird like alcoves where your security guy can stand so that nobody can get inside. Oh, so whoa. I wanted to say hi to Joan Baez and I wanted, right. to, but but there there would be like this weird cement thing and it almost like it was like the cement blocks were saying to me like, 
she does not want to see right. you. You know, like you're invading her privacy. So I didn't say hi to any of my friends. And I'm in a room with, with actually with Ani DeFranco and Bernice Johnson Regan and Toshi oh, Regan, which is kind of awesome. But yeah. and um, but nice so yeah, and and but like meanwhile, they they didn't even bother giving dressing rooms to the guys. So they were all like in this locker room, and they're all walking around with like accordions hanging off their chests oh and gosh. like harmonicas. And they're all talking to each other, and Tom Paxton and and everybody. Um, uh, Bruce Springsteen was in a his own bunker, okay, you know. and he was across from me actually. They, I, okay, claim to fame, got all of his empty uh, wine Whoa. bottles, his entourage's wine bottles in our garbage em- can. Oh, empty, his, okay, his, good. Yeah, because his. Did um, you take them home guy. and use them as vases, <laughs> Bruce Springsteen vases? <laughs> Rub my mouth over the yeah, mouth. Exactly. No, I. <laughs> it was just this kind of what this does not feel right, and then um, and then Pete. So, so everyone's like talking to him and he's looking all like oh, disoriented and he doesn't like the hierarchy. He doesn't like to be lionized. Right. He stepped out onto the stage and saw four generations singing every word of every song. And it was like completely validating. And he was in this awesome mood for the oh, rest great. of the night. And so then the whole thing turned. But for the first half, I'm like, oh, I'm singing this weird like modern thing. And everyone's in bunkers and right. <laughs> Seekers in a pissy mood. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then it was, and then it became, you know, and so many concerts are like this, but backstage as well as in the audience, you know, in that moment when it just gels and you feel like it's bigger than the sum of its parts, it was so beautiful by the end, you know, right. and um, so uh, so thank you for pulling that up. Yeah, yeah I, I, I wrote it. I was just trying, because Angela Davis, you know, she was like, oh, we're not there till we're all there, you know, in, in her great language. She spoke at Wesleyan. Right. Was she at the concert? I wonder. Maybe. No, I, I saw her. The I, last time I saw her was at a Rosenberg uh, found fund, Rosenberg Children's Fund. We've had uh, Robert on this show, and oh, she spoke at something there and was dancing. Really good dancer, Michael. Uh, no doubt, uh, Michael um, Mirapol lives in my town. Oh, oh there as you does go. Ivy, his daughter. Oh, yeah. So, oh yeah, and Kinderland. Was my yeah, okay, okay. So funny. <laughs> and Dara's not even Jewish, and she's still part of the. I my guess son, the comic camp that you went yes, to, Kinderland. I was doing this thing called uh, Give Bees a Camp. I was doing. I was going and That's planting so bee friendly gardens. I never only yeah. when I I've heard it. I mean, I've read mm-hmm. it, but only when you say it do I get the pun. Give oh, bees a yeah, camp. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I because I you know I just wanted to hang out with kids and I didn't want to teach them songwriting because that can be traumatizing. Right. So, so we planted gardens together and the kid like this one kid who I think was a little kind of spectrumy. Mm-hmm. He was like he was really really assiduously planting and stuff. And I said, kids, I just have to tell you, I have horrible coffee breath. And he said, I love coffee breath. It's like my dad's. Aww, it was so sweet. So like cute. the kids would just be so genuine. But um. The um, Kinderland was super fun, and um, that's where I learned about Kinderland Kami Camp, where they don't—they have the Peace Olympics, and every year right. there's a different theme. Exactly, and and so you get to see the history, you know, as you as as they were big hotspots, you know, El Salvador, right. and things like you know, and and AIDS, and right. and so um, my son befriended somebody, and then he went to Kinderland. I didn't know that. You didn't know? Oh my gosh! He went for the for you went for two weeks. Now he's. Um, did the food not his thing, right? right? Is he so, a foodie? Is he a little mini yeah, foodie? Yeah, a little mini foodie oh, like no. his dad. And so, yeah, and it's because, you know what? It's like, hurry up and eat because we've got a revolution to exactly, plan, you know? Yeah. And so, but he went to a more sort of, you know, farmy gardeny camp. Yeah, and we're that's, not, yeah. yeah. We're a little, it's like, okay. we try to embrace that and, like, the, the gluten-free stuff, but we're Bronxian, you know? It's yeah, a Bronxian yeah. orientation. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine Ira Polanski, who I know, I read on your blog that yeah. you were 
someone canceled, you had to get in touch, and they were like, yeah. call Ira. He's one of the funniest people ever. I yeah. love his accent, too. Oh, yeah. we got to have him you on get, the Do show. a little Ira for us. Uh, yeah, a little uh, share action. Uh, yeah, a little... Uh, <laughs> Uh, all, all the kids. It's the first day of camp, and uh, all the kids are here, with, uh, which is a plus. So sarcastic, <laughs> so funny. I, when I got there, I, every sticker, every bumper sticker on the on every car had a, something about unions. Right. And I walked in, and then I go into the office, and they have like all these posters about unions. And I said, "Oh, is this that kind of camp?" And they said, "Oh, we are that kind yeah. of camp." And then I came to learn. The, and the second time I went, Ira, I played, and Ira said. I said, hey, you know what? I've sung for you. Why don't you sing something for me? And Ira goes, do you mind? And he takes my guitar with its little strap, and it's like up on his right. boobs, you know? Right. And he's like, this is this is a Freedom Riders song, but it's from the blah, blah book. You know, it's from right. the, like, the, the deep one. Oh, okay. You know, and not even the, the most commonly right. used. And they just go into the Southland. Like, they oh, all wow. just burst into it. And it was the first year, also, they did a round for me that was all the names of the unions, you know, sanitation oh, workers yeah. and... Car, car, and I mean, so um, it was. Uh, Kinderland is 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 quite an institution. Yeah. They, and, and you know what? Kinderland freaks a lot of people out. Wasn't yeah, it, it does. Um, yeah, they went after it like Rush Limbaugh and right, um, right, right, right. And speaking about the McCarthy thing, it's like people use the same McCarthyist language as they did before, and you'd think that they I know just for whatever reason. So many camps are commie camps, which is yeah. really nice in their spirit. I, I I was like, oh, I'm gonna go sing at summer camps, and some of them are really wealthy, and and. Um, and it's going to be a kind of a Precious. drag to see yeah. that, yeah, and and to see sort of the entitlement and you know sort of the social capital of of camps, people making connections. Right, uh, I went right. to a camp like that, and it's like Susie, you know, there's Susie Marshmallow there because her grandfather invented the marshmallow, right. and there's Susie Cupcake because Susie Cupcake's grandfather. Right. But interestingly, what happened at camp is that a lot of like kind of commie counselors took it over. So now what you see is like Susie Marshmallow is married to Susie Cupcake and they are like taking their inheritances oh, okay. and trying to like create, um, you know, radical unionized right. communities and same marriage, same sex marriage. Yeah. Radical. And also, and, 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 you know, doing st- sort of social justice work right. in, in really off, off the roadmap because, you know, camp just teaches you how to pee outside, right. how to swim in fresh water, how to make a campfire if you have to, right. how to just deal with crappy food. Right. And so it was, it was a perfect radical education for all of these young in- right, right, inheritors right. Right. who took their money and went out and tried to change the world because their hairy armpitted female counselors right. said, you know, what are you going to do with all that money? Right. It was kind of great. Right. No, it's great. So to I got that. to see. But they also galvanized values um, camps, you know, right. the, the trust. Right. The you know, sharing. Instead of saying don't trust, they say trust. Right. It's kind of fantastic. I'm sorry. I've, I've gotten oh, no, so no, far no. afield. No, it's great. I love the enthusiasm about summer camps. Um, I wanted to play another song, and speaking of Susie and Susie, so when I first heard you, and I'm not alone in this, I think, um, I thought that your lots of your music was about um, being a lesbian. Right. And so what I did is I made a little Dar Williams lesbian mix <laughs> of the lesbian-seeming anthems, mm-hmm. just because I think mm-hmm. some, it happens to be that I think some of your best music your best songs, certainly your most popular ones, are the ones that, mm-hmm. that seem mm-hmm. like they are about being a lesbian. And so I thought we could play that really quickly. Oh, fantastic. But the hills of Iowa make me wish that I could And I've never found a way to say I love you But if the 
chance came by away I was a boy I scared the pants off of my mom Climbed what I could climb up And I don't know how I survived I guess I knew the tricks that all boys knew And you can walk me home. So back, we're going, we're okay, just cool re- as revealing, I am. as cool as I am, because it's I will, I will not, not be, be afraid, afraid of women. women. Then it's Iowa. I never had and a way with, with women. women but you know what? Okay, but, but I don't know if you've heard me say this on the stage. It's so offensive. Like, I, I was basically coming out of the closet as a straight person. I was like, I've never had a way with women, right. but the hills of Iowa make me wish that I could. And people were like, oh, she's never had a way with women. She's, she's a lesbian with poor social skills. I'm like, oh. I have awesome <laughs> yeah. social skills. Like, if I like, were a lesbian, yeah. believe me, yeah. I would, uh, would have I'd a be way working with women. It. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, Thanks for the show of confidence. Do oh, I seem unconfident yeah. on stage? No. So okay, go ahead. Next. So and then there's um, when I was a boy, right? When I was be, a boy, right? right. Mm-hmm. And then I actually was today while I was prepping for the show. I found a woman who has a mix on YouTube, Megan something. I'll, I'll announce it. But she has a lesbian love song mix. And mm. I was Google. I was actually looking for you and Katie Curtis to find any duets because I also love Katie Curtis. Mm. But what I did find was that you were both on a lesbian love song mix, but the song yeah. she picked for you was I'm Wilder Than Her, which is a co- A Fred Eagle Smith song. Right. Well, I'm wilder than her And what else can I say But I guess that's why She fell in love with me She's a house on fire She's got all those charms I'm a house on fire too but I got four alarms And I'm wilder than her And it drives her out of her mind I guess she thought that she was just one of a kind But she's a summer storm And I'm a hurricane One just blows you down One blows the town away And I'm wilder he made all these jokes about it. He's like, I didn't know it would be so successful as a lesbian exactly. song. I was like, gosh, do you have to say it like that? Are people ever disappointed when well, they yeah. discover you're straight? How do you deal with yeah. that? Well, it the just it kind of happened all at once. Like one day I just showed up with a giant rock on my left hand. And I'm like, I'm getting married to a guy. Oh, that kind of rock. Um, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a monkey on my back. Yeah. I, uh, so so I, I, and I was like, okay, everyone. I'm getting married to a guy. He's great. Oh. He's Michael. Yeah, and 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 he is like, very nice. and and then like they said, um, like somebody in one. I, I said in San Francisco. Oh, <laughs> I said, and he's here tonight. And somebody from the back went, "Where is he?" Oh no! <laughs> and I said, I said he's right sitting right there. And and then somebody, another person in the back said, um, "That's okay." Like that, and not to make not to make everybody sound like completely no, yeah. butchy, but right. but you know, but this person happened to have a pretty deep right, voice, right, right. and she's like, "That's okay." And it was um, a safe space. Well, it was. It was. You know what it was? It was. I, I, it was a magical moment. I I got engaged at the magical moment, which was there was this kind of okay, we've come this far. Can we trust allies and sort of incorporate that actually into part of our? power base as opposed to you know a trojan horse that's just going to ruin everything and so um and so they said okay it's not a trojan horse the the love is real and um and so they so i got a coming out baseball 
uh, sent to me from the advocates and from people at the advocate and the human rights campaign down in oh, DC. Oh, that's so nice. And um, then they signed it and they had a card that said, we of all people know how important it is to be honest about who you are. So, that, you know, because I awesome. had not, yeah, so I had not been out, as it were, as a straight person insofar as I went down to, to, to um, Georgia with a friend of mine to kind of a progressive suburb and she said, and she like had a mullet, you know. I mean, the whole nine I'm yards. A, a yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she was. Uh, she said, um, "Is there a place we can stay tonight?" You know, we'd shown up with the truck right. and the dog. I mean, it was just very obvious. And and there I was, kind of the femi, you know, partner right. look that that look. And she said, "Is there a place that we can stay tonight?" And um, nobody offered. And I was like, "Oh, this is BS." Because if I were with a man, or I with, or I were the woman who are less kind of coded. Right. Um, th- people would have been totally offering the folk community always does that I'm like right. ah and I didn't want to go out in the world being like hey this is folk music where we're really open minded and tolerant but just in case I'm going to put a big neon sign over right. my head that says breeder you right, know right, right. so <laughs> I, I went out and I was very um so and I said like this is a song called the Christians and Pagans and it's it's a very everything that a Christmas song is with the addition of the young lesbian relatives. That was enough. Amber called your uncle, said we were up here for the holiday. Jane and I were having solstice. Now we need a place to stay. And her Christ-loving uncle watched his wife hang Mary on a tree. You watched his son hang candy canes all meet with red dye number three. He told us, niece, it's Christmas Eve I know our life is not just style She said, Christmas is like solstice And we miss you, and it's been a while So the Christians and the pagans sat together at the table Finding faith and common ground The best that they were able Just before the meal was served Hands were held and prayers were said Sending hope for peace on earth To all their gods and goddesses so I said the word lesbian at every concert as a way of saying I'm not going to identify. Also, I just like, I mean, I, I went out with everybody that I worked with. Like that whole don't go out with people. Right. Like, I, forget it. I loved it. Right. I went out with fellow singer-songwriters. I went out with a drummer, a producer, Whoa. a manager. I went out with everybody openly. Right. And, but there was this kind of like, does it matter? That, was that, that kept on being the new buzzword of the late 90s. Does it matter what her orientation is if she's allied with the cause? Right. But I do know that a friend of mine was her massage therapist was like working on her back. And she said, um, you know, Dar Williams is a lesbian. She said, actually, she's not. My sister knows her. She's not a lesbian at all. And she's like, yeah, that's not true. So and like I, I mean, like I went to the because I was so indebted. I went to Wesley and, you know, like right. we went to leaflet, do this pro-choice leaflet thing in Bristol for this referendum or something. And I went to the womanist house before right. to pick up the leaflets. And they're all like giving me tea and rubbing my back and talking to me about, you know, love and my body. And I, I just loved them. You know, it was yeah. it's like oh, th- that scene. And then I went to Northampton. I mean, my education turned out to be very radical. You're a cultural, culturally a lesbian <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I was given a lot of important sort of radical like I remember this woman talking about her hairy legs at West right. and she's like I love having such hairy legs because it feels like the wind is blowing through a wheat field <laughs> that's so funny that's like Christopher Guest in, in Waiting for Reggie you can laugh everyone who does this show with me so usually there's a guy here named Gabe Pacheco he's my like sidekick <laughs> yeah, I know. and he whenever he laughs he covers the mic, and here's Reggie doing it, trying not no, to laugh uh, out loud. No, and last week, my I didn't want to. Di- I didn't want to disrupt the flow. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, so I, so I, I felt like I owed. 
this community that had given me so much true self-esteem you know even to the fact you know like i was saying something like i i feel like i'm i feel like i you know respond to to sexism i think i have internalized sexism and you know i and if i were a lesbian i wouldn't and and then a very radical radical lesbian friend of mine in northampton said oh no we all have it don't even don't even what are you thinking of course we all have it you know like immune to you're all nobody's immune And, and and so even that like even that sort of admission of a certain kind of vulnerability there was like no right. you have to understand we're in this together right and and there was so much kindness and so i didn't so i didn't say anything and and i also was like it's not a few, nobody's business you know right. really except people who know me and and then but then i got engaged and i had an engagement ring and you i was getting married tell. and yeah my mom wanted to announce it in all the you know newspapers right. like that will not happen right but um <laughs> until you come clean until yeah. you come out well and so so i but then i sort of announced it concert by concert and it was great because it was this next stage and then there was this horrendous article called um uh uh queer as folk uh in uh the new york times magazine where um you know this uh the interviewer and i won't even say his name he said um but i know it uh he said did you was it hard for you to come out as straight because it turned out the whole article turned it was about you know um, saying that that <laughs> oh that you had to <laughs> that be folk, that folk music was had right. sort of been taken over by mediocre lesbian music basically it was horrible and um, when the truth is it's b- taken over by very good lesbian music just kidding right <laughs> you know, I, well, the, all of the above you right know? Yeah, yeah and Everything, and yeah. so um, so I said well it was it um, well like one person said that I was sort of um, cashing in on the Anne Heshi bandwagon oh, but that was like a girlfriend of somebody and she didn't like my music anyway and yeah. you know I said the truth is it was you know it was fine and and I mentioned lesbians at every concert because I wanted to make sure that there wasn't any kind of weird bias against me if I if I were and and anyway the way it got skewed into the article it was like I mean I mentioned lesbians at every concert you know as if if I was hiding because I wanted the almighty lesbian dollar which Katie you know yeah because ceramics is big business and hemp (laughs) yeah yeah and massage exactly yeah massage oils yeah massage oils and massage itself exactly Yeah. yeah Those massage oils are really good. Well, yeah. if you're entrepreneurial, yes, yeah. there you do right. have your own line that you made yourself, you know, in your kitchen. Exactly. Um, Particularly the hemp eucalyptus. That, there you go. It's a good right, one. Right, right. Yeah. You can make hundreds friends. on that, oh, yeah. Reggie. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to, I forgot to announce, I, I, I'm a big fan of Hendrik Hertzberg, Rick oh. Hertzberg. And, uh, and he described you, Dar, in, in a New Yorker article. He said, I first heard and heard of Dar Williams in 95. I was listening to a live duet she had recorded with Joan Baez. It was of your aging well. And all I could eat was the poisonous apple. And that's not a story I was meant to survive. And I was all out of choices. But the woman of voices, she turned round the corner with music around her. She gave me the language that keeps me so glad you finally made it here with the things you know now that only time can tell looking back seeing for landing right where we are and oh, oh, oh you're aging oh, oh, oh and I'm aging oh, oh, oh aren't we aging well Here's what I think is really sweet. 
Um, I don't, he goes, I really, I don't really have the vocabulary to do her work justice. So I'll just say that her songs are beautiful, which is, I think, very nice. A nice thing yeah. to hear. Yeah. And he's, he's describing um, your a, a concert you did at Symphony Space. And I was at that concert. And what, what, there was a really funny moment when you forgot, I think I'm not blowing up your spot here, but you forgot the words to Spring Street. And so you're playing with that very talented, I forgot his name. Bryn, Bryn Roberts. Piano yeah. player, mm -hmm. right? And you're like, oh my God, I've forgotten the words. And he says, I'm sorry that I left you. And all you hear is, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you're not supposed to apologize. You're the professional musician. I'm the one who forgot the words. But of course, the opening lyrics are, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that, that I left you. I'm sorry that I left you with your questions all alone. But I was laughed and it was cute but I also wanted to talk to you because I I've asked some people on Facebook on Twitter if they had questions for you and one of the things that came up and I think it's an interesting and important thing to talk about is depression mm -hmm. um, and one of my friends who actually went to Wesleyan asked me if I could ask you the following question she said if it's appropriate I think I think it, sure is. it is she said I'm curious about her dep her and depression it's come up as something she struggled with in the past, but I wonder about whether it's still an issue, and if so, how she handles it now. Um, you know what? It's, I will say it's um, a. It was like a precipice, and and there's two things that you do when you go into therapy. One is that you you know the precipice kind of disappears because you have genuine self-esteem and genuine understanding of things, and you work out genuine things. And um, the other thing, though, is that um, you kind of do a lot to avoid the precipice like instead of going into the low self-esteem thought you do the crossword puzzle you know it's like hmm should I so, so there is I'm, I'm a, I've become a bit of a Taoist like mm. if I don't want to do something if I really don't want to do something I either psych myself up to do it or I do something else until I want to do it as opposed to going like Williams you're gonna do it and um and I know people who can can um boot camp themselves into doing things and I can't because that is what my history was that that when I don't listen to myself and on some level I mean I'm not I wouldn't say I'm the best listener to myself but um that that I just like my sister you know I was writing this they'll never see the light of day but I was I wrote an eco thriller oh yeah oh well, okay you might see yes. it might see the light of your yes. day Katie <laughs> my eyes. but um it was like about this like conspiracy against renewable energy. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. <laughs> 
Well, it was amazing, and yet it was awful. But I called my sister, and I was like, you know, I just want to write this. And she said, Dar, I was with you when you were suicidal. You know, this is what we learned about you. You have to follow your impulses, your creative impulses. And we all learned that about you, and, and we gave you a lot of latitude. So, sister, you just do what you have to do. And and um, and so I did it. But, and it was also interesting because it was when the, the music industry was kind of exploding, but we didn't know it. And I think that I was doing it to sort of unconsciously protect myself. So I think also, you know, just that like runaway right. <laughs> thing was actually the healthiest thing to do at the time. Um, but, you know, not everybody has that luxury, obviously. But, um, you know, I had the greatest therapist in the world and I, I just, you know, I, I just wanted to kill myself and I, um, and you're not saying that as like when no, people no. say that in a hyperbolic no, way. No, 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 yeah, I did. I was like, well, you know, the, the song that I wrote about it called After All, it, you know, yeah, I said I wasn't. Play, well, can we play a little bit of that? And it felt like a winter machine that you go through and then you catch a breath and winter starts again and everyone else is spring bound and when I chose to live there was no joy it's just a line I crossed I wasn't worth the pain my death would cost so I was not lost or found basically I said I wasn't worth the pain my death would cost and I was like oh well if I kill myself then you know it's just going to be too hard on my parents so I don't deserve that I totally yeah I don't deserve to kill myself, which is or bizarre. They, or they don't deserve to have right. that happen to them. Right. Like, how can I possibly do that to them? It will kill them, and right. I can't take responsibility for that. And so I went. So I went to. Um, so I went to my friend's house uh, to to her eclectic. You might know. Oh yeah, Wesley. and yeah, and uh, so I I knocked on her door, and she opened the door, and she was in tears. I was like, oh, what are you supposed to do when you want to kill yourself? You go to like I just slogged myself out of my room and went to my friend's house and her room and she opened the door and she's like you wouldn't believe who my boyfriend slept with he slept with my best friend and and I was like no you know of course now looking back it's like hmm a lot of hormones a lot of right. a lot of right. intrigue a lot of people yeah right. they, they do that but I was like you you're kidding and I went in and uh consoled her and then it just took me out enough to I you know make a, another appointment I had a few appointments with this person up in Hartford uh -huh. and um she was a kick-ass she was a psychiatrist right which is usually like code for meds right. you know but this was she was real old school and she she was really Jungian she was really oh, Freudian wow. she was really feminist and so we did all of this dream analysis and um and and I literally my I feel like um, my life went from a black and white photograph to a color photograph in the time that we worked together because we just transformed. You know, I was just too, you know, she said, you know, Art, you have, and she probably like spent time at kindergarten. Right. She's like, in Art, you have to turn things upside down, the high, you know, to, to, to understand them, you know, to turn something upside down is to, is to make sense, you know, of it in a new way. In politics, you turn it upside down. The hierarchies, you know, that's a good thing to do. You know, with ideas, you turn them upside down. But you, you, you must say who you are. And I was like, no, that's so not relativist. That's right. so fascist. She's like, yeah, but you, uh, will, you will kill yourself if you don't right. figure out who you are. 
And um, so she pushed that really hard. And she's like, who, you know, what do you, what do you believe? When are you angry? What does that feel like? Right. Because um, depression, the, de- the, 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 um, the definition of depression is anger turns in, turned oh, inwards. I that's interesting. So actually what you will discover with people, and that's why therapy made me a less angry right. person. And can I just put in that really mm-hmm. amazing line that you have? She has a line in the song, What Do You Hear in These Sounds? And, it's, and when I talk about therapy, I know what people think, that it only makes you selfish and in love with your shrink, but oh, how I loved everybody else when I finally got to talk so much about myself. Precisely, yes. Katie. Everyone, listeners, I'm not reading. I just yeah, have no, no. She's looking no, my eyes. I, I can that, vouch for that. She's yeah. doing it from the top from of my, her yeah. head, and from, that from the is heart. so great. there are people who are annoying and precious about therapy and you're like oh you're just self-indulgent whatever but if you're if you're actually a person who like needs it and I think honestly everyone needs it in fact I'm gonna start making people who date me do that as like a prereq (gasps) it's a really good idea right Um, I would have saved myself so much heartache but um, and probably them too but um, <laughs> it is true. It's like when you work on your own stuff, that's, I think, what lets you... It gives you a generosity. And, yes. it, and it also gives you the ability to apologize without thinking that you're going to turn into a little pile of ashes. You know, right. like a friend of mine said, was like, you were so awful. And I said, oh, God, I, yeah, that must have felt awful. I can totally see how I was just terrible. You know, without thinking to be ter- you know, that I did something terrible it means that I am essentially terrible. And right. I was able to start to apologize. And it's still hard. It's hard for anybody. But to say, oh, yeah, my behavior wasn't okay. Can you forgive me? Can we be okay? Like, to accept that about yourself. I just got so much nicer and so much more able to grow, you know, as an artist, too, because that's, you know, a lot of mistakes. So instead of, like, I am my mistake, it's like, right. wow. I mean, my senior thesis bit really oh what my was God. it on you were an art oh. you were religion and theater major let's just change the subject okay. yeah it was a it was a really it wasn't it a was catapult because college <laughs> i was a college of letters major which is this for listeners out there it's a literature history and philosophy major very <laughs> precious and Mm-mm. someone did for their thesis really a catapult okay that's brilliant i did a I, I wrote a play oh okay and it was not an eco thriller <laughs> no well yes it was um it had to do it was beautiful i mean it was based on a beautiful story which was um, but it, it, basically, it took um, in, in a friend of mine gave me this article from the New York Times from Brazil, and it, it had it. Um, it was a story of it. The, the headline was radioactive poisoning. Oh. All right, so you knew what it was about, but they told the story in such a way that you heard about these kids going to a junkyard and finding this old hospital machinery, and they found this glowing blue rock, and they and they thought it was so beautiful, and they spread it on their hands, and they put it in their closet, and they bring friends in to look at it and stuff like that. So y- you get lulled into the magic of, of this this glowing blue rock, and, and the headline is that it's radioactive. And then they, just, then they all start to get sick, and this whole town is sick because they just were playing with cesium because I thought it was magical. Oh, no. And so I wrote a play about that, but it happened off the Navajo reservation, and it was stuff, so it was, like, incredibly politically incorrect. So, uh-oh, wow. here's the music. I know, here's and I want to play. We can't play FM radio on the outro, can we? It's a, it's, I, I if you want. G chat. Yeah, can we just play that? This is... Oh, uh, oh. I sent I, it to I, you. I, I, uh, so this is Dar Williams's, um, 
We're going to play FM Radio, which is from her latest album, oh, Emerald, wait. which came out in April. Yes. And I also, Dar Williams, you can see her at the Bell House on oh, December Oh, come to 26th. my Bell House show. Go Are to you going to come? I'm going to be upstate. Oh, you're killing me. I, I wanted know. you to read something to the audience. Oh, my oh. God. I'll come in. What okay. day is that? I'll come in. The 26th. Yeah. Boxing Day. Boxing Day. I may okay. be upstate. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. No, the Bell House show is a, t- yes. is, is a ton of fun. I'm going to be there. I had a dream that I went on tour with you. I swear to God. I'm oh, not projecting. Okay. That's, not, that's wow. really weird. Really? It could happen that. now that now you told me. But I'm going to be there with Lucy Wainwright Roach. Awesome. And it's super fun. It's the Christians, Pagans, and Other Hipsters show. Oh, amazing. So do we have FM radio to play? I'm trying to get go to the house website it's probably already sold out maybe not i don't know no I, maybe not it probably will not be, though. no it i don't think be. that is uh, yeah no it's I mean, anyway it's gonna be People great really com- dar williams is like really funny in addition to being a great singer you can probably tell from this uh is it uh, wait a minute, okay. wait a minute. Okay, and this song is fm radio which is an appropriate song to Oh no! This is after all. No, no, this yeah, is, this no, is a song about depression. That's really Oh, okay. Wait, no, I got it. 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 Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is a song I wrote with Jill Sobule. Oh yeah. So okay. we can just play it as we all right. sign up. So go to Dar Williams's website, which is darwilliams.com. On Twitter, she's love the song. On Twitter, she's Dar Williams Tour. And then check out the Katie Halper Show on iTunes and SoundCloud. We'll be back next Wednesday with Sarah Jones, and we will have Dar Williams's show on iTunes and SoundCloud with um, this show. I mean, with some songs added. So thanks a lot. See you next week, and thank you so much, Dar. Thank you, Katie. Radio everywhere I go, FM Radio.